The Bible says, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things that the Lord has prepared for them that love him. But they've been revealed unto us by his spirit. So they're hidden, but they're revealed in the spirit. I believe favor is one of those things. The Bible speaks of, uh, in, in Psalms chapter 5, verse 12, how literally we're compassed around about like a shield with the favor of God. And that's because we're righteous. That's not because of anything that we've done or what have you. It's the righteousness that has been imputed to us through Christ Jesus. So today I wanted to kind of look at a little uh, different perspective on favor. I shared with you all, and I don't know if you remember this, I said, this kind of favor, you need to walk with a little swagger. Uh, it, it, there's a little swagger in this. Now, now I, so I want, you, I want you, before you think, you know, pastor don't got all arrogant and prideful. No, 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 no. The swagger is for the enemy. No, 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 I'm, I'm not out boasting and bragging in front of anybody. That's humility. With people, it's humility. But for the enemy, it needs to be a little swagger. Why? Because the Bible says in Psalms, by this I know that thou favorest me, for my enemy has not triumphed over me. So because I'm favored, the enemy can't triumph over me, so I get a little swagger. I got a little swagger because he can't do nothing. Because of the God I serve. Well, I'm, I'm trying to warm y'all up and get y'all there so when I turn, you know, we're going to turn together. So let me today, since I said we need to have a little swagger with the enemy, walk in humility with people, let's talk about the reason we have favor. Now, we've already, Psalms 5 and 12, you already know about us being compassed around about with a uh, favor like a shield. It's because we're righteous. But I want to share something with you that I think uh, it bears looking at. Go with me to 1 Peter and nine. We're talking about this morning the reason we have favor. Kim, you notice we're not talking about how to get it, how to get favor. Uh, what if we found favor? We're talking about the reason why we have it. So I'm not talking about something that you're trying to obtain. I'm talking about something you've literally possessed. This is on you. Let, let, let me help you out. I venture to say, listen to this. I venture to say that you have more in your life because of favor than what you've requested. In other words, I venture to say that God has done more for you out of favor than he has out of your request. Number one, we don't even know what to pray for sometimes. So how are you going to request the right thing? Let's look at our own children in the natural. Doug, I imagine Micah and Lena and Layla, you and Miss Aisha try to make sure that they got everything they need, even when they don't ask for it. So you mean to tell me if a natural parent will ensure that that their kids have everything they need beyond them requesting it, 
How much more does the Heavenly Father, who's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, not because of request, but favor, because we belong to Him. All right, all right, all right. Y'all, by now you should be at First Peter two and nine, right? Okay. First Peter two and nine. The Bible says, "But ye are a chosen generation." a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Number one, the reason we have favor, we are chosen by God. I want you to hear that. We are chosen by God. So the next time that that enemy start telling you about your performance and what you did and how to, remember you got favor because you chose it. I haven't gotten my kids everything in life that that they've gotten simply because they perform well. So, number one, we are chosen by God. John 15 and 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Do you know that Jesus said, I chose you? Watch this. Why do we get a little swagger? Because Jesus said, I chose you. In other words, if anybody got a problem with it, I, I, I mean, you can't, I'm sorry, you just got to take it up with the one who chose me. If you got a problem with the favor that's resting on, take it up with the person who's giving me the favor. And Jesus said, I chose you. So we got favor because we're chosen by God. Look at Ephesians 1 and 3. The Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That sounds a whole lot like favor to me. So not only has Jesus chosen us, but God has chosen us. And that's what favor looks like, being chosen by God. Not because of great performances. Look at uh, verse 4. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Can I share something with you? You was chosen before you ever performed. Before you ever performed, you were chosen. So my performance does not dictate how much favor is on my life. Oh, my goodness. It was the choice that God made. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So now now, now we need to talk a little bit. So God made a choice to favor us. Are y'all with me? I'm going to turn the corner a little bit. God made a choice to favor us. A choice implies more than one option. Jesus said, I've chosen you as though 
there were more than one option. Because if there wasn't no option, it wasn't a choice. See, I told you you get to get a little swagger with this. Because there was another option, and I'm the choice. Ken, you ever, you know, I, I know you grew up in New York and all, but you know, back, you know, we used to go out and play and, you know, we, we you get recess in school back then. I don't even know if they have recess no more. They talking about doing away with so much stuff in school. But in recess, we'd go outside and it'd be two people that was captains. They'd be the captains and they would pick teams. They had to choose people. Wasn't an automatic default. They had to choose people. I remember we used to play basketball and, and, and we go to the basketball court and, and, and you know, we choose teams. Sometimes Doug, our team would run the court that day. Oh, we, we mastered the court. Then the other times you, you need to learn what next means. Any brothers with me, you learn what next means. Because the team you had obviously wasn't the team that was running the court that day. I got next. You are you on the court saying I got next, so you know y'all getting blowed out. But the way the team was constructed was a choice. They didn't have to choose you, but they did. Let me ask you something. Smith, I know you ball play and all of that. It's one thing when you get chosen to be on the right team, and it's the winning team. What about when the team is winning because of who chose it? God's team wins because he chose it, not because of the performance of the people that's on the team. I mean, you know, we just try to get the best team so we can win. We want the best people. God ain't always choosing what we consider the best people, but he's the winning team anyway. Let, let me see if I can work with this a little bit. So number one reason we have favor is because we're chosen by God. Say that with me. I am chosen by God. See, we're going to start speaking this word because I know some of you all are dealing with some things that are trying to depress you. They're trying to hold you down. Some of y'all come in here and it, you, you look like they don't just, just stole your best friend right off from under you. You're dealing with all of this stuff. You got to learn to talk to yourself. The Bible says David encouraged himself. Speak the word. You are chosen by God. You can't come in here and put all this pressure on me, expect me to have a word to pop you up. You got to do that. Ken Plummer, the only one talking about, I need a word. So I do too. Did you bring one for me? We have to speak this word. I'm chosen. I got favor on my life. I believe that. I ain't letting the situation and the circumstance dictate how I feel about the favor of God that's on me. And you got to make up your mind. I'm favored. You favored every day. You favored every moment. You favored of God. He chose you. And God didn't make no mistake when he chose me. So yeah, I got a little swagger. Yeah, I got a little swagger. You got a problem? Take it up with who chose me. 
I told you, what did I say to you a couple weeks ago? Ain't nobody mad with somebody that's got favor, somebody that don't have any. All right, number two. See, y'all getting me fired up. I'm trying to be, trying to be subdued. So, the first reason we have favor is because God shows us. Number two, we are one of two fallen creatures God could have redeemed. We are one of two fallen creatures God could have redeemed. See, I want you to understand, it's really a choice. Some people act like God didn't make a choice. We are one of two fallen creatures God could have redeemed. Let's get into the text so it makes sense. Jude 1 and 6 it's only one chapter, so you're all right if you can find Jude. Jude 1 and 6, the Bible says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So wait a minute. There are angels that didn't keep their first estate. Angels that fell, that God has imprisoned. Look what it says. He hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. They are imprisoned right now waiting judgment. Could have been us. We are not, watch this, angels are created just like us. They are created beings. So here's another created being who's fallen. That's why Jesus said, I chose you. I wasn't obligated. A choice was made. A choice implies more than one option. See, that's why, I mean, I think we need to understand how much God really loves us. I mean, you operate a little different when you realize somebody loves you. Look at Revelations 12 and 4. You're familiar with this passage, I'm sure. The Bible says, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, some individuals have used this to support Jude 1 and 6. They have used this as those angels that are reserved for judgment under darkness were the third whose tail who's, that the enemy used to, to, to cast them down. Now, I don't know. I, I, I'm not getting into all of that. What I'm saying is this. There were other angels that are fallen, meaning there were other beings that could have been redeemed. And God chose to redeem us. So not only was 
not only am I chosen by God, that's why I got favor, but I, I understand that because it was a choice, he didn't have to choose me. He did it because he wanted to. Let, let me share with you what I'm saying. See, Kim, it's one thing when they don't pick everybody else and you're the last one. And in order to have enough people to play the game, they got to pick you. It's one thing when it's like that. It's another thing when they look and go like, I want you. See, being chosen because, in other words, when they say, I want you, it's like we had other options. But we wanted you. Do you realize God had other options, but he chose you? And you got that kind of favor on your life. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about favor with Elon Musk. I'm not talking about favor with Warren Buffett. I'm not talking about favor with Bill Gates. I'm talking about favor with God. When I see people in the scriptures and what they were able to achieve with the favor that God gave them, I told you favor is able to achieve the impossible. Just because we face something that seemingly is impossible. Why don't you step back and say, I'm chosen and I got favor? Why don't you remind yourself exactly what's going on here? Or I, I, this morning, Bernard came by the house to hook up the trailer this morning, uh, to help me hook up the trailer. And generally, I get out there and I do it. I felt this morning... Is one of the, this is probably one of the, I ain't felt like this, uh, this bad and I don't know how long. It was horrible. I went out trying to start up my daughter's car. I couldn't, I just, I said, but no, here you go ahead. I went back in the house. <laughs> I said, I'm getting back in the bed. I said, Holy Ghost, you have to do this. Because I can't make it. But I'm favored. I ain't here about to pass out. I'm favored. I realize what my responsibility is, and I realize I got favor. Now, what about you? Are you going to allow situations and circumstances to dictate how you're going to go through life? Well, oh well. I'm not like everybody else. Everybody else don't have the kind of favor I got. So I'm not looking at life like everybody else do. Tomorrow might be a blue Monday for them. It ain't got to be blue for me. I don't care if we do work at the same place. It's your choice. It's up to you. God has chosen you. He has favored you. What I mean, I tell you what, them angels that's reserved under darkness, they know what it's like not to be chosen. Yeah, they know what it's like not to be chosen. Now, here we are with life, opportunity, the favor of God on us to accomplish the will of God. And you mean to tell me we're sitting here because, oh, well, man, I want this debt. I don't know if it's going to ever, oh, I feel like committing suicide. It's so bad. Really? Really? Why don't you step back and realize the favor of God is on you? God, I don't know how, I don't know how you're going to use this. 
but some kind of way you're going to use this. And I got faith in it. I refuse to stop. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep moving forward. Why? Because I'm favored. You favored me for a reason. I know what it's like. My wife and I remember laying in the bed, tears running down her face. We tell her, Lord, what's wrong? Are we cursed or what? Why is it seemingly every time, no matter what we do, it's just not working out? I told you favor is pit proof. Favor will work in the pit. But favor is time released. You're going to have to be able to wait on the time for your favor to move you out the pit. You can sit here and cry and bellyache and all of that you want to, but until the time, there's a set time that God has favored you. And you're going to just have to learn to be mature enough to deal with that. Instead of walking around and moping and all of that. Well, I'm chosen. God didn't have to redeem me, but he did. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like, oh, well, no, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Yeah, y'all could, you could come and take it back. You want to, you can repossess it if you got to, you could, whatever you got to do, I'm still favored because when you repossess that one, I know they make it another one right now. And when God get finished, when God get finished, I just believe that. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, I don't like the way it's going right now. I don't like the way it's filling in the pit. I don't like the fact that I'm not popular. You can't see me. Don't nobody know what, what's going on with me right now. I, I, want, I, I want to be out of the pit. But when my time comes, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready when my time comes. Because whatever God has got to do with me, it's, it's time released. Folks walking around acting like they want to quit. Why? Why you want to quit? Do you think you're the only one that's been through something? Really? Did you just see the video? See, we read people's stories after they accomplish stuff and think it's so wonderful. Let me see you ride in a false bottom wagon, not knowing if you're going to make it there or not. You know what the consequences are if you get caught. But somebody had to say, you know what? It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk. And you know, I'm, I'm sorry, let me just step on a, look some toes just for a moment. Why is it that there are people that are running around thinking that all white people are bad? If all white people are bad, do you know that there wouldn't have been an underground railroad? Amen. God is going to always favor his people and he's going to use somebody to stop your demise from taking place. So if you caught up on skin color and all of this other stuff, listen, you need to get past this. Favor exceeds all of that. Remember I told you favor supersedes the law. The law said, Esther, if you go in there and the king don't extend the scepter, you could die. Esther said, listen, if I perish, I perish. What did I tell you? Favor is non-perishable. See, we've got to get to the under... Where's your element of risk with God? 
What have you risked for God? We played it so safe, so close to the vest, and done nothing, haven't extended it. Where's your faith? What do you believe in God for? That's bigger than you. It's out beyond your ability because favor can achieve the impossible. Some of you, I know God is dealing with things in your heart to do stuff. But it's that nervousness. You know, I don't know. Okay. You know what you miss? The opportunity of ever seeing God operate like that in your life. Not that you will never see God operate like that, but just not personally. And inside each and every one of us is a desire for recognition. Not necessarily recognition from man, but you want God to recognize you. Everybody want to be used. But when God want to use you, do you want to be used the way he want to use you? Let me stay, but get back to my text. I just realized that it's a choice. God chose, he chose me. I don't care if don't nobody else don't like me, don't nobody else want to use me. I ain't good enough for somebody else. I didn't get invited to this. You might not. Oh, that's fine. God still chose me. He's going to be around after all of these folks, and he's been around before all of these folks. Who are you trying to please? All right. Okay, since we know we're chosen and we have favor, let me, let me, let me end up with this. Number three, and I'm closing with this one. Why are we chosen and given this kind of favor? I mean, why would, you know, God never does anything unnecessary. So why are we chosen and given this kind of favor? By God who could have chosen angels to redeem and favored them. Why would he chose, choose us and give us this kind of favor? There's a reason. Listen to this. Let's go back to 1 Peter 2 and 9. The Bible says, but ye are a chosen generation. See, once again, God chose us. A royal priesthood. He didn't just make you priesthood, he made you royalty. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. Why would God do all of this? Just keep reading. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. How much praise is your life given to God? Yeah, we're favored. Yeah, we're chosen. But why? To show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Light. How much praise is your life giving to God? Or is it all about you just getting what you want? Some of us, we're just going through life. We're not living, we're existing. It's just a mere, meager existence. Jesus didn't say, I came that you might have an existence and that more abundantly. He said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. I want to live an abundant life. Every moment I wanted to be full. Every moment. 
When I laugh, I want to laugh with abundance. When I cry, I want to cry with abundance. I want to experience every moment in abundance. That's what he came for. Why shouldn't I experience that? Instead of, oh, well, yeah, another day. How is it another day for any of us? I thought the Bible says this is the day that the Lord hath made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. How praiseworthy is our life to God? Here's, our late Bishop Lockett said this, and it was, it was powerful. Powerful. The greatest thing somebody could say about you, listen to this. The greatest thing somebody could say about you, I thank God for you. Think what I just said. I thank God for you. Now your life has become praiseworthy where somebody else looks at you and thank God for creating you. How praiseworthy is our life towards God? That somebody's thanking God for us. Man, I'm glad you were born. You are a blessing. See, now you know that's praiseworthy because God is getting the thanks for you. Let's let's keep moving. Y'all looking a little funny now. John 15 and 16, we're going back there again. Jesus says, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. So now why would Jesus choose us and ordain us? He said that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Our lives are favored by God so we will produce fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing? You know Galatians 5 and 22. I mean, you, 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 you know, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. Okay, that's one fruit. Do you realize, watch this. Jesus expects us to ask things from God and us to get those things from God to be fruit as well. I want to let you just slow on that. Just stew over that. He said that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. There's a fruit of us asking of God. Because if you ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And we know if he heareth us, we have the petitions that we desire of him. So, here's the fruit. As we start to ask God for stuff, watch this. We're not asking necessarily uh, amiss, but we're asking in accordance to his will. And when we're asking in accordance to his will, then all of a sudden the fruit is being manifest. Watch this. It's being manifest in the earth. Because we ask something from the God that's in heaven and we got it here on earth. And our fruit remains. And that glorifies God. Okay. 
Matthew 9 and 37 and 38, and we're closing. Matthew 9 and 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So what should you do with a few laborers when you only have a few? Jesus gives in verse 38. Now watch this. We just said asking from heaven the will of God, getting that in the earth is fruit. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Harvest must mean that there's some fruit. We not if there's nothing to harvest, I mean, there's no fruit to harvest, you don't need a harvest. Because there's a shortage of laborers, pray to the Lord of the harvest, the Lord that's responsible for the harvest. Did you know we're not responsible for the harvest? Because you work in the field don't make you responsible for the harvest. It ain't your field. Boaz gave Ruth access to his field. There were a whole lot of folks working in the field, but it was Boaz's field. We workers in the field, you all. We still got to talk to the Lord of the harvest, even about the field. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. Not a problem with the harvest, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest, which is plenteous now, that he will send forth laborers. That who will send forth laborers? We don't send them. He does. Into whose harvest? His harvest. It's not our harvest. The reason we have favor. God chose us. We were one of two fallen creatures that God chose to redeem. And we have to understand, third and finally, like I said before, we're chosen and given this kind of favor to bring forth fruit. And that fruit that remains, because that's the way God is glorified. We're able to glorify God by having fruit that remains. Eyes closed, every head bowed, just for a moment, please. I want us to begin to see ourselves as favored men and women, young people. We're favored of God. There's nothing that's coming against you that can defeat you if you stay in the favor of God. Because he said in Psalms, by this I know that thou favorest me, for my enemies have not triumphed over me. This kind of favor cannot be defeated. But there's a set time for this favor. I don't want you to abort the time because it don't look like you want it to look. Because it don't feel like you say it should feel. I want you to endure this thing. I want you to stick in there. 
I want you to begin to speak to yourself about the favor of God that's on your life. And don't allow a situation or circumstance make you feel like you're not favored of God. That's not true. Favor is designed to benefit others and not just you. Joseph was at home with his father. He had a coat of many colors. Joseph never recognized the true power of the favor that was on his life until he ended up in Potiphar's house. And the Lord blessed everything for Joseph's sake. Favor should benefit others. And in that benefit, people are apt to say, I thank God for you. They will recognize the favor that's on your life and it will be praiseworthy unto God. Somebody should be glad we're around. Somebody should be happy that you are a believer. Even if they're not, your life can have that kind of impact. That's the kind of favor that's on you. And the favor that cannot be defeated. Heavenly Father, I pray today as we are before you in humility, as we're recognizing that you've chosen to favor us. Lord, we weren't a second choice. We weren't a plan B. We were just a choice you decided to make before the foundation of the world to redeem us. And Father, we're grateful and appreciative. We walk with a swagger because, Lord, we recognize that our enemy cannot defeat us because of your favor that's on us. We also walk in humility, Lord, because we understand you chose us. We didn't choose you. I pray, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us, those of us that are facing situations now. God, there are questions even in this room today. What am I going to do? How are we going to make it through this? I need to figure this out. Lord, I pray that the favor of God would open a door that no man could shut. And that that same favor would shut doors and no man can open. Lord, I pray that the favor of God would make a way where there was no way. Lord, that they, even today that the people of God would see your favor in a very tangible way. And they would recognize that they've been favored of God. And no longer be timid and afraid. But Lord, will be, like you said, the righteous that are bold as a lion. Help us to be about our Father's business because we're favored. Father, we commit our lives to you because you said that that we commit unto you, you're well able to keep against that day. Lord, bless us with your presence and let your favor go before us. And I pray that our lives will be praiseworthy unto you. In Christ's name, amen and amen. Amen.